Good morning, church. Good morning. I say it. Good morning, church. Good morning. Today is a beautiful day. Beautiful day to praise the Lord. So if any one of you came in here with something, got you down, let it go. Brother, let it. Give it to God. Give it to God, young man. He heal a lot of things. No matter what we're going through. We give it to God, because you surround me. I'm beloved, my brother. Yeah. You should be praying for your people. Let's be in God's house today. Yeah. A lot of people. They're making it. Now let's go, people. So we all should praise God while we can. We never know when he calls home. So praise God. Turn your Bible to Psalm 34, verse 8. Give me a moment. I'm getting myself together. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to give my best praise. Roll me in the wheelchair on praise. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and mercy. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen.
And we all have some different desires. All these things shall be added unto us. Amen. He's a jealous God. And I know that y'all heard me say it over and over. I have a responsibility. As long as you cross that threshold, Nick, it's the same message, baby. It hadn't changed since you left. As long as you cross that threshold, it's going to be the same. God is looking for a people that's after his heart. Amen. That starts with the youth. Amen. We bless God. We bless God. Dear God, we thank you for this day. I thank you for being blessing me to be an instrument. God Father, God, Father God, I ask right now, Jesus, that you anoint my lips, God, so I can say words that are pleasing to your ears. Father God, so that I can speak clearly that even a babe can understand on today. Father God, I ask that you anoint my ears so I can hear what the Spirit is saying to this church. So I can share with this church, God. God, I bless your holy name. We don't take lightly just the gift of life on today. Mm. I'm going to say that one more minute. Because people are leaving this world every age. And we have just about every age group except the infants. And I believe it's coming. That's represented in this sanctuary. And that symbolism of God's greatness his faithfulness. So God, we thank you for every family represented. We thank you for needing every need. Father God, fill us up. Fill us up, God. Feed us like never before in this house. And God, you've done some great things and I dare not act like you hadn't already done, performed miracles, signs, and wonders. You've done so much for us. But I'm asking you, Father God, that if I've found favor in your sight this day, do it again, God. Do it again, God. And I hear the Spirit say it's already done. If they'll begin to worship me, God said, if ever release, before they I release, there was a worship. Your worship will release some stuff for your life. Generational curses and soul ties. And things that the enemy meant to take you out. I believe that the right kind of praise will break that. Amen. What happened? Because of my grandma's mama and my mama's mama, it won't affect my life in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm talking about generational curses. They're broken. I don't need the doctor telling me that Alzheimer's and cancer uh, and, 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 and diabetes and heart trouble, that's genetics. That's broken today in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. See, y'all still too dead for me. I'm not trying to trump and try it. I'm just trying to identify the true worship. Amen. And I'm so glad that God does not move contingent to our praise. Because if we treated him the way he treated us, we'd be in trouble. Amen. This will be a house of praise. This will be a house of prayer. This will be a house of beautiful signs and wonders. And I'm just going to tell y'all, it delighted my heart when my father told me, he said, you're not going to always have to go to that place 
a dryness. I said, thank you, Jesus. I'm a giver by nature. I'm a nurturer by nature. I have seen God give to us in this house. I have seen God nurture us in this house. Admit it or not, everybody in here is living better than you've ever lived. So we had this when I was growing up. I'm talking about your house. You had in your adult life. I don't care what you had access to. If you weren't living right, and now you're living right, you still living better than you ever lived. If you were living a life of sin, and you're no longer living a life of sin, you're still living better than you ever lived. So I dare not let people come in here and tell a lie. God has done great things for this house. And it's not by my power or my might, but I just stand as a testimony of the true and living God that's in this house. And we glorify him. But he said that you're not going to always have to go to that dry place for him. And I said, Lord, I thank you. And God showed me a vision another level and they said that somebody said that you go with your visions. I'm going to keep saying it until I see it. See what he told me. He said, now it's time to reach out. And help somebody else up. See, that's what's wrong with the church. We are entitled. And we think that everything should be about us. Our prayer, our, our problems, our prayers. Dear Lord, answer my prayers and see about my children. And God, see about my house. He said, I have done that. And he said, if you were mature spiritually, you wouldn't even have to come to me with those type of prayers anymore. True, right? So I don't know how God is going to shift it, but... This ain't going to always look like this. Amen. So if I was you, I'd get in where I fit in. Amen. Because when God does the shifting and when he does the elevating, it's not up to us to say who, who has done well and, and gets exalted. That's God. But I told you we're going to be stepping over some dead bodies and I don't think that everything is going to be physically dead. I'm not going to keep saying that this atmosphere ought to be different. Y'all know by now. So we're going to move forward because there is a word from God in this house. So we bless God. I'm going to be doing something that God oftentimes has me to do, and that's go from the old covenant to the new. I'm not one of those pastors that believe that the old covenant is uh, done away with. I believe that in order for you to know and to understand where you are, you got to know where you came from and how you got there. Amen. And if we read the Bible in the book of Genesis, it says, as the earth remains so with cycles and seasons. And when we read the Bible, ain't nothing new under the sun. And that's why we can go to Genesis and relate it to the now. Amen. Thousands of years ago, the word was written, but it relates to our lives now. And you can find yourself in the word. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to go to the old covenant. And I'm going to end up closing in the new covenant. And God is so brilliant. He, he started us from Genesis. We'll become from Genesis chapter number 37. And we're going to end up in Revelation. I love how he does that. And so that big gash dash. And there was all those pages in between. 
That's a life cycle. Amen. Amen. Just say somebody say that's me. That's me. That's me right there. I'm going to do a lot of reading, so after this uh, opening text, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord, but I ask you not to go to sleep. I ask you not to twist your hair, get you a lactation for that. I ask for y'all not to look at the floor. Yeah, it can be clean, but you, you're not, your eyes not going to clean it today. I ask that y'all stay locked in today because we ain't going to be in here long, okay? And so if y'all engage and just one or two will push me, in the spirit, I believe we'll be blessed in here. Amen. Amen. James 1, verses 2 and 3, it says, Count it all joy. You don't turn there. My brethren, when you meet trials of various kinds. Somebody said, I ain't glad about going through nothing. But the word of God is saying, count it all joy. For you know, do you really know? That the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And somebody said, what does steadfastness mean? It means unwavering. It means in spite of what's going on, you still gonna bless his name. We bless, we bless God on your way to your seat. Uh, God said, I want you to be convinced that whatever is going on, when you're in the will of God. He said, I want you to be convinced that no matter what kind of oppositions you have to face, that God is still in control. Anybody believe that? Uh, with your posture sometimes don't indicate that. Uh, sometimes I hear people, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty too, sometimes stuff hit me so hard, I can't even get it out good, but <laughs> can't, can't get it out good. And I, I say, but Lord, I trust you. But what God is saying, your actions, daughter, sometimes aren't convincing. He says, according to how you're handling that situation, I don't believe that you really trust me. So I do understand ain't nobody jumping up and down in here for tri test and trial. But today there will be revelation that when you're in the will of God, I done said that over and over, that is going to remain my message because so many people sit in sanctuaries all over the world, jump claiming stuff. God said this and God said that. And they're not living right. And so they put them in the themselves in a position of the righteous. And then when it does not produce the promise, there they go talking about God and you know what God said. And, and, and then they'll do it to a man before they do it to God. But what you don't understand, when you put your mouth on that man or woman, then you're cursing God. But she prophesied it. And my bishop... And these pastors making mockery. They got to explain to me why God still ain't done this. And 2020 vision is 2024. You know all the stuff, the mockeries they, they go on about saying. But God said, tell them it's no longer on me. It's on them. So God wants us to be in a position that no matter what we see, what we have to endure, 
we still believe that God is in control. Amen? So you say, well, why is James chapter 1 important? Why? Because for years, I have. And I'm sure many of you have. Made yourself victim. Every situation. The enemy attacking me. I'm in warfare. God said everything is not the enemy. Y'all give too, too much credit to the devil. Psalm 34 and 19 says many are the afflictions. Of who? But the Lord delivers them from all. Them, him, some translation. Me. From them all. Am I righteous? Do I qualify to even be quoting that scripture? And I ain't saying be puffed up. Arrogant. But you can do a self checklist on it every day. He said you, you do inventory of your own house every day. And say am I the righteous of God? Because if so, this word is full of treasures for me. If this word is a lamp to my, my path, I got to be in the right place for it to be leading down me. Amen. Job 14. It says, man born of a woman is a few days and full of sorrow. Who told you that you weren't supposed to go through anything? It was not God. So therefore, when you get discouraged on your journey, on this Christian journey, when you start living right and everything seems like you start going wrong, say, well, God, you told me this. That as sure as I was born of a woman, you know, chicken have you, Dakota. Then no rooster have you. Hey, the rooster had everything. But they get it genetically engineered all kinds of stuff. But I believe that everybody in here was born of a woman. Amen. So this word applies to us all. We're going to go through something. But then I love Romans 8 and 18 when Paul says, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time won't be compared to the glory that shall be revealed to us through you, through me. Somebody should have blessed God because what he's saying is, what you're going through right now is going to produce your promise. Y'all still going to be Yeah. If you're going to clap, I'm just going to tell you it's a short one. So if you're waiting on some music or for me to say get up on your feet, you might miss it today because it's short and sweet. Which most of my message have been lately and will be to come, I believe. Because God says they just don't want to hear that. They want to hear about the good stuff. If you lock in, this is the good stuff. Baby, come down See, 
what God is saying is I want you to stop seeing yourself as a victim and believe to see his victory. Amen. So we ask ourselves questions. We've all been, we've been through something on this Christian journey. Amen. We've all asked the God the questions. Uh, we done made ourselves victims, in other words. Uh, God, why am I the black sheep? God, why they don't want me around? God, why they didn't pick me for the position? God, why I don't get invited to the family gathering? I'm the one that I, I love everybody, and, and they the ones that mess and they mean, and they, why, why me? Why? I don't, what's some of the stuff y'all ask God? Just put it on out there. Come on, we're going to talk back today. What's some of the stuff y'all ask God? Why me? Why not me? Mm hmm. Yes. What's some of the stuff that y'all ask God? Yes. Why did they get it instead of me? Yeah. Come on. How in the world, Maya, did they get that solo and not me? That girl can't sing a lick. What's some of the stuff y'all got out there? Come on. What's up with that? What's up with that? Come on, church. When is it my turn? Come on. How long? What they doing that I'm not doing? Come on. Yeah. See, if that's you that's got some stuff like that for God, Habakkuk did, remember two and two. Lord, how long? I lived as a sinner, now I'm saved, and everybody ought to come up with me. How long I got to watch them be blessed? I serve you. I pray 10 times a day. Not just for myself, for other people. I'm speaking life and, 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 and clapping them. But they say, I'm, I clap for everybody. Ain't nobody clapping for me. Ain't that what y'all saying? Come on, we're going to be real in this house today. So this word can help us. God says, stop looking at yourself as a victim. I got a plan. If you just wait, just wait. In Genesis 37. Old covenant. Ain't nothing new under the sun. 37, 1 through 4. I'm not going to read it all. Everybody in here knows something about Joseph. If you don't quite know that you know, I promise you, if you heard his entire story, you'll say, oh, I, I heard about that in, in children's Sunday school or Bible study. Uh, you, it's, it's just so deeply ingrained in us. But God is so amazing, Brother Stacy, that he'll give us new revelation to a 2,000-year-old word. Amen? It said, And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. I could just put a pen right there, and that would preach. Because all we ever heard about Canaan, Brother Mitch, oh, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. All we heard was the good stuff about Canaan. I'm yet on my way to my Canaan. See, I like when God gave us a whole lesson on Canaan. He, he said there were three stops. They had to battle in Canaan, Brother Mitch. Everything went handed to them. See, that they, they entitlement. God, I, I said yes to you now. You, you got to do this. God said I got to do whatever I please because I'm God. But I know just what I'm doing for your life. Oh, so Jacob went to Canaan 
And I believe that in the deeper study, it said it was about 200 miles from his homeland. So can you imagine picking up you and all your four wives? Two of them were sisters. Amen? Readers. And then the other two were maids. They were concubines. So all you, you and all your wives that moved to this place. Not only do you have to provide, brother, uh, Pastor Jamie, for one or two people, you got a whole lot of mouths to feed and you in this strange land. But God is a provider, amen. amen. These are the generations of Jacob, Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bela and with the sons of Zephyr. His father's wives, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. In other words, he was a snitch. In other words, Joseph saw them doing some foul stuff. You know, them the ones, they don't want you around, but they're going to be up to no good. They're going to they say, we ain't taking, we ain't taking Jalen, because Jalen be taking. Man, you always want to follow somebody, yo. Y'all know how I go. Yeah. The Bible says that Joseph was the one that would go back and tell y'all. When they did something wrong, so they didn't want them around. Now, Israel, or we know Jacob, his father, loved Joseph and all of his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him or about him. And so we got to understand as, a, 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 as adults, because I, it could be misunderstood that when I had my oldest daughter, which was that my children are 13 years before, I was a child. And so therefore, with the corner eye, they would say, well, honey, you didn't treat me. She don't treat Dakota nothing like she treated mine. Well, I was spiritually immature, but then I was naturally immature. And so I was not in the will of God, and therefore even the resources that I, we have access to, now we did not have them. And so I can understand kind of when reading this, that that might, must be how Jacob must have failed. You know, I love this this boy because I love his mother. And you remember for the longest his mother was barren. So it was so much and so many special attributes with this child's birth. But the Bible says that his father loved him so much that he he made for him a coat, a veil, a cloak. It's called different stuff. Different people call it different, of many colors. 
And when I think about that, when you think about a coat or a robe, that alone signified this is my special sign. He ain't going to be in the fields. Amen. When you saw wear robes, that means they had some kind of superiority. So what you mean? We are here cleaning our stalls, cleaning behind the cattle, out here in the fields in the heat of the day, in all the elements, and you walking around with your coat. Who do you think you are? And then the Bible goes on to say that Joseph was gifted. We've heard that he was a dreamer and a dream interpreter. But as I read my Bible, he was a true prophet. Because what he said came to pass. And it was him that talked about the stars bowing down. And the Bible says that it made his brothers furious. What you mean? So you're trying to say that we're going to bow down to you? He said, I'm just telling you what my dream is. I've always heard that Joseph was humble. But as I studied, I found out that he was kind of a braggart. That he was kind of prideful, y'all. And he was spiritually immature at the age of 17. Maybe he did not know how to correctly uh, um, speak, interpret what he was seeing. So instead of taking it as a mature man, a woman of God, you know, God showed me this. And, you know, it might, maybe this is the opportunity for you to search your heart in your mind and the true intent. But God showed me this. And y'all are going to be bound down to me. But instead, y'all, there's the stars going to be bound down and, and the crops going to fall down on the one crop. And yeah, that's me. So this created a whole lot of animosity amongst the brothers. I mean, that along with all the other stuff, I mean, all you and your sisters and brothers by different women and stuff living in the same little compound. Somebody got, oops, somebody had longer than the others. Somebody got prettier teeth. Somebody got dimples the other didn't. Somebody can see. You know how it is. It's always going to be something that make you pull against if you don't watch it. I mean, it's stuff that we don't speak. I said so many times, I mean, I feel that I'm pretty intelligent. But it's some genius level people in my family. They've actually tested. And I'm saying, why not me? Why I got to struggle with math? COVID. It's COVID. <laughs> but God makes us all special. And so it's important for us to not think more highly of ourselves than we should, but know your self-worth. So when you see somebody else gifted or talented, it won't allow your heart to wax cold, to be stoned. And see, a lot of people won't admit it. And so you go through the years. How the hell I'm not, I'm not bringing my children around 
around her. My sister, they, my brother, they ain't wrapped tight. She ain't wrapped tight. And God said, but it stems from some childhood animosity. It's that y'all never worked out. We bless God. Amen. So we got to start telling the truth because the heart will trick you. Your heart, what's in it, will lead you straight to hell. The word of God said that it's desperately wicked. And that's why we got to stop saying I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost and say, search me, Lord. Created me a clean heart. And renew the right spirit in me. Because there's some stuff that's there. We won't admit it. So we know the story. We're not going to go through all of it, but he was 17 years old and he was, he was sold by his brothers. They had plotted to kill him. This blessed me. Some people can despise you so much, Brother Stacy, that if they could kill you and get away with it, they would. But the thing that's so good about God and him being in control, as bad as they want to, they can't. Now, when you're in his will, the Bible says that one brother say, uh-uh. We ain't going to have that kind of blood on our hand. We, we can't kill him. So what we're going to do is we're going we gonna to take some blood and that pretty coat. I don't like it being in any way. Jealous of the coat. We're going to put blood all over it and tell our parents that he got slaughtered. But in the meantime, we're going to throw him over in a pit. If they could, they would have killed him. If the enemy would have had his way, he would have died in that pit. A man would have been a rattlesnake or something down there. But no matter what they try to do, when you in the will of God, if God says you can't touch their life, can't touch. You, see, you can't touch this. <sighs> Joseph could have walked around like a lot of us walk around. How many of you traumatized by something? Let's be real. Nobody? Okay. I'm speaking to a church today. A real folk. I'm so glad we got to sit in here and pretend like we got it together and we all perfect. Amen. Here I am, flaws and all. You say that, deep one cover it up. Here I am, flaws and all. Me, me, Lord. Mm -hmm. God said that is indication that you're not healed from something. I'm healed from, I, I, I'm delivered from them, and I'm healed from, I thought so too, Sister Tierra. One of those dreams that always shake me, shook me the other morning. The enemy is such a coward, that's what he knows. I fight him. Yeah, I fight him, but he give me him asleep. And sometimes it's not so much what he does because I have been physically in battle. I've ended up on the floor. I've been knocked downstairs. I mean, some of y'all have been through physical stuff with them. 
or take me to a place that I fear. A place that was so low to me and I, I just felt hopeless and helpless. He takes me back to a place of poverty. And when I wake up, it makes me feel like nothing that I'm doing is worth nothing. And everything that I'm seeing is just a lie. Hey, I'm real about it. I believe God. But the enemy will get in. Even in your sleep. And so that whole experience inspired this lesson. And here I go talking about my childhood trauma. It just brings me back to when I did that. That was traumatizing. Me and the project and me all alone and nobody would help me. He said, that means you're not as healed and delivered as you say you are. I'm talking about me, so y'all can bless God for me, for my revelation. He said, anytime, because they see all these therapists, got people talking about, let's talk about your trauma. Let, let's talk about what happened to you as a child. And then yet on Sunday morning, these are people that's, that's behind the pulpit and leading the praise and worship. Talking about you got to trust God with all your heart and your soul and all your might. And God said, and they don't trust me. Because anytime something can trigger, I'm going somewhere. Something can trigger these emotions. And you can walk around and say you're traumatized. God says that you're not whole. He said, when I heal you, not only do I heal you, I make you whole, but you're fully delivered. That's why people need to stop saying, I'm delivered, and say, I'm on my journey to deliverance. If you were really healed, you could have a memory of that thing, and it can, can't, of that fear, don't overtake you. Amen? You're not healed and made whole. Sheila, Pastor Sheila, that's what he told me. Daughter, as much as you can stand up and encourage somebody else to trust me. He said that means that somewhere in your life that you're not trusting me. He said somewhere in your life, yeah, you love me. Yeah, your faith has grown. But it's going to come a day in time when you're healed and when you're made whole that the enemy can take you can go straight to the project and knock on 22F Johnson Circle. That was my project apartment. And say, hey, my sister, I just want to speak a word over your life because I was once here. Instead of knowing, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. We had a stash. Oh, we ain't got no backup plan. No, it's getting low. No, I just don't want to end up in a private. I don't want to lose my house. It's just me. I, I don't want to go back to that place. It was so humiliating. It was, it was such a low place. And God said, you still don't trust me. So instead of walking around labeling yourself as a trauma victim, just say, God is healing me and delivering me from that situation. Amen. I'm not traumatized. After today, mother. I eat it. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, that whole 
H-O-L-E will become W-H-O-L-E. It'll be fooled. And that's why you see these people, they reach statuses that's un human. I mean, you like, what else do you want? When you gonna retire? I, I mean, what else? In this lifetime, you couldn't spend all that money. And you reach heights. What else is that is it that you're trying to accomplish? But God said, because there's a whole, nothing is gonna satisfy. That's why they got 50 cars, 10 houses. Me, myself, purse and shoes. And I had to stop that. Then I just tell you that, baby, we don't need another wig, pair of shoes, purse, dress, diamond. We don't need that. It's time to focus on some bigger stuff, amen? But because I had a hole, that hole we talking about, I'm delivered from the, the, the projects and I'm delivered from uh, poverty. But God said, and you still got a poverty mindset. So you, you're really not delivered from you. He said, I have taken you from those places, but you brought those places with you. Amen. Amen. He wants to bless us. So Joseph, he wasn't the only one. Joseph experienced tragedies, y'all. He lost his mom at an early age. Some of y'all don't realize it because you got it so good. It ain't nothing like a mother's love. Amen. These people be saying they love you. I'm going to take you in. And they treat you like a dog. My nieces and my nephews and my the babies, anybody come to my house, anybody be posted, announce, I don't whip my children. And I be saying, well, your children ain't welcome in my house because I whip children. And when they're at my house, they all mine. If I gave my children 50 cents, everybody would get 50 cents. If I couldn't give everybody $50, well, nobody would get $50. But he lost his mother at an early age, actually giving birth to his brother. His mom died. He, he experienced tragedy. He was mistreated by his father. I thought you said his father loved him. Treating children better than other children, favoritism. Failing to discipline your children is mistreatment. It's abuse. It's neglect. And so his daddy, as much as he thought he loved him, he was abusing him. Tragedy. He was hated by some of his family members. I bet everybody in here can raise two hands, your eyebrows. Dude, stand up here. Why they hate me? What have I done to them? I paid their bills. I helped raise their children. I prayed for them. I told them that don't nobody have to know about this. And when they got better, they came and turned around and bit you and stabbed you. So he was hated by his brothers. Hated by your family. Why? I'm the one that said wasn't going to be nobody. 
They they trying to call my husband Boogie. Can I tell you? I probably been told it a million times. It's an it's an insult. It's degrading. Because Pastor Jimmy's mother, his grandmother raised him. And so a carnal mind comprehended that and they perverted it. And what they wanted to say is when we when we picked up you and your sister, y'all had dirty diapers. Y'all were down and now y'all were hungry. We had to come and, and help y'all out. So we're gonna call you Bookie. A carnal man. But God says no, the enemy saw. It's something so great in my son that if I get these witches and warlocks and demons to beat him down while he's a baby, that he will never become the man of God that I'm calling him to be. Bless God. Some of y'all said, why is my circumstance like this? My mama had seven children. All of us are still living. Bless God. But some of them would be going on trips. My mama, very intelligent lady. Street and books more. And she would manage groups and they would travel. And some of my siblings, they would be handpicked. They would get to go travel, stay in these fine hotels and, and ride in these nice luxury rides. And other, the other ones of us, Besides the big ones that were so mean and treated us like some stepchildren. We were out on the outside in the heat of the day. Hungry. Have to knock on the door and mom be monitored to use the restroom. And, and I'm thirsty. Go get that hose pipe around now. I'm going to tell the truth. Ain't nobody else. Everybody that done been born with a silver spoon. But see, instead of looking at yourself. Like you are defeated and you some kind of victim. You got to tap in and see what the enemy saw about your life. He saw what was predestined. Even then, we can't see it. We couldn't see it. We didn't get to wear what they wore. We didn't get to go to concerts and do the stuff that they were doing. We were the black sheep. See, y'all gonna stop carrying them stigmas. God said I was keeping you. He suffered emotionally. His mind, I'm sure, in that pit. Because the Bible says he longed to be with his brothers. He wanted to be cool with them. He wanted to be a part of the crowd. And they constantly, I'm sure, beat him up and kicked on him and, and, and talked about him. So that will cause emotional suffering. That'll make your heart sick. But God said it's greater. As we read on in the story about the story of Joseph. We know that that pit took him to the palace, amen? amen. It was a setup. And he found favor with the king. 
you found favor with the king. Amen. Amen. We're no longer in the pit. And you're saying, well, why I don't still don't have it quite like this? He said, because your ways are not my ways, and I know what you can handle. And if I give it to you too fast and don't, don't let you go through this humbling experience, you won't be able to handle it because what I'm doing by separating you is I'm cutting off some generational curses. Because if I would have let you stay connected to them, everything that was for their life would be on yours. You know birds of a feather flock together. So he said, count it on joy today, tree of life. Yeah. They they invite you to the dead board still. I mean they brag on you don't oh we all went to Florida. I'm like, when? Oh, we all had to get together. It was just a small get together. Well, they told me on Facebook, y'all had to spread over there. See, when you ain't included, that's when the good stuff gets. Brother, they don't think you worthy. She don't need our food. He don't. He don't need our food. He ain't got it. See, that's because they have tapped into something that you ain't tapped into. They see it when we don't see it. But the Lord says you're still not a victim, tree of life. Yeah. We're going to fast forward the story, so I've kept y'all pretty good today. We bless God. He was able to store up because he was a seer, remember? And when the famine came that he saw coming, he looked up because he was saying, tell my people from my neighboring towns, God has exalted me, and now I want to give back. I want to become the giving tree. And God says, here come your brothers. And the enemy said, surely you ain't going to get him nothing. But my Bible tells me that he looked up and he saw his brother. And he fell some kind of way. But then the Spirit of God took over. And he said, Feed your family. And he said, Come on. And just like he prophesied, the Bible says that when they came in his presence, they had to bow down. We bless God. Amen. And I ain't talking about no worship. But see, this was a true prophet. He didn't even know what he was prophesying. Both times. They had to bow down. And what he said is, no, no. No. He said, get up. And I'll tell you why. Go to Genesis chapter number 50. Let me tell you why. He said, get up. I'm going to start with verse number 
18. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, But behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am the place in the place of God. What he's saying, I ain't God. But I'm in the place that God has put me in. And he goes on in verse 20 to say, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day to save as much people alive. We bless God. He said you meant it for evil. But God said it's going to work out in not just my favor, in all of our favors. Now for a subject, turn to somebody that want to talk to you and say it had to happen. See, y'all ain't excited enough. It had to happen. Everything that God allowed for my life, I'm talking about when I was in the will of God, and some of it I wasn't, but he knew who I'd become if I stayed the course. It had to happen. That's why I gravitate to the text that says it was good that I be afflicted. Did I just tell you that, Maureen Shaw? They don't feel good. It was good that you had to walk through dark roads and ride bicycles in secluded areas just to go get a hot meal. And wear other people's clothes. It was good. It was good that God didn't give me the things that he gave some of my siblings. Because he knows his daughter. And I was free. And I would have took that book since I probably would have been a millionaire. But I would have been destined for hell. It was good. It was good. Every step of my journey was good. Let me back it up. We went to a home going this Wednesday to a family that said me and my husband weren't invited. That said that Jim and Bookie wasn't going to be nobody. And God let a light shine on y'all pastor. It was amazing to see. And with tears in the, in the enemy eyes they were saying thank you. They were wanting to shake his hand. They gave him back. They parked it at a funeral. I was like, God, can't nobody do this but you. God turned it around. And that ain't all, Pastor Jimmy. Because God is setting you up right now to bless that same family that spoke down on you they belittled you. They counted you out. It's the anointing that's on your life. That's going to bless the entire family. We bless God. It had to happen. He said, so don't despise it. I'm talking about for us that know we living in the will of God. For, the, for those of us that know we ain't perfect, but and we die daily every day. And we look at the man in the mirror every day. He said, don't despise the process. 
I'm conditioning you. And while I'm conditioning you, I'm healing your heart. Because he said, give it, it shall be given. Joseph could have messed up right then and changed the whole trajectory. He could have said, I ain't going to give them nothing. But God had mended that heart. I believe some, somewhere in that, that when, when he was in prison, he went, went from one pit to the next. Y'all know the story. I believe those times alone made you rely on God. I believe those low places is what make you a seek God. They had to happen now. If he give us too much too fast, he'll pull us away from him. And what he's saying is, I'm conditioning even your heart because it's still suppressing you. You say you love him, but really you can't stand. You say, I really can't stand. But it's the spirit. We are to love, but sometimes your spirit responds to their spirit. That's why he said, don't judge unless you're going to judge righteousness. Well, how do I do that? He said, try their spirit. And if you are in me, my spirit should be in you. He said, try their spirit by my spirit and see if it's a God. He said, not by your own measurement, but by my measurement. That's what Joseph did. That's what God wants us to do. Love him. He didn't say tolerate him. He didn't say click up with him. Because if God told you it's dangerous for you to be around him, because you've allowed him into your heart, don't mean that they've allowed him into theirs. And so you don't know what will happen. If you keep, man, I'm just going to, my family done had a million and one interventions. They done tried to call me with, with another one. Listen, I ain't having no more interventions with y'all. Right. I forgive you. And it's for real. I don't need another intervention. Because you can say all this good stuff out of your mouth. But if your heart ain't right, it's still there. And I'm not going to keep putting myself in no danger zone. Because the Bible tells me every time an evil spirit comes and attacks, attaches itself, it brings something more powerful. And I ain't saying nobody's scared of nobody, but I don't want nobody to be in prison or having to prove their innocence. Don't think more highly of yourself than you should. We're going to let it be it. Joseph, y'all brothers, I love y'all. Just take me to daddy because y'all done told him. Daddy, I, I was dead and he's sick and he died. At least let me see my daddy before he just leave this world. And he did, and I believe that he did what he had to do. And he said, okay, peace. Amen. And see y'all when I see y'all. And it's okay. It's okay to let go in love. But when you let go, make sure you don't let everything go. Amen. Amen. Don't let that thing overtake you. Don't let that thing be in control of, of your spirit and your soul. Because we are bearing some stuff, y'all. 
That's why it's important to be real about your feelings. I love realness. We're going to go one more place in closing. And I'm done. We're going to the, going to the new covenant. I'm going to go to Revelation 1 and 9. It had to happen. But we know this is John speaking. Revelation the last book of the Bible. Genesis the first. Revelation's the last. Revelation's one and nine. Now we've always heard that John was on the island of Potamus because he was exiled. Amen. Anybody heard differently? The island of Apotomus was like a Rackers Island, like a prison. It was to do away with them. But the way he got their children is serving God and living righteously. So in other words, we're going to get this man out of town. Kind of like what Joseph Brothers did. We ain't going to kill him. we just going to get rid of him. Somebody said they meant it for bad. But it had to happen. John tells us a little different about his own life. And not to discount what the theologians are seeing in mother. But he said, I, John, he said, let me speak for myself. Who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. I have been through too. I understand what you're feeling. And in the kingdom and in patience of Jesus Christ was in the island that is called Potamus for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Somebody said they meant it for bad. But it had to happen. This is where we get the book of Revelation from. God birthed these end time prophecies, the now time that we're living in. He birthed it during a time where John had quote unquote been exiled. He was in a low place. That's what they thought. But God said, yeah, I'm going to let you, them take you to a place so you won't be distracted. Mm -hmm. How many of us get like that? I need to study, but I'm so distracted. You won't be cluttered. How many of y'all get like that? I can't be, stop being watching this show. <laughs> Why am I where I am, God? I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Why am I? It just won't flow. Why? Why? He said, I got to take you to a place. See, they can't kill you. And they think that they're getting rid of you. But I'm putting you in a quiet place, John. So you can write my word for my people. So they'll understand the end times. And so they'll know that I'm soon to come when they read this word. And that's why this is the most advanced book of the Bible that you can read. That's why no theologian, nowhere, can fully comprehend it. That's a God thing, amen? amen. It had to happen, though. And it happened in a way that nobody could get the glory but God, amen? amen. That's why your credit score won't never change. 
That's why your bank account won't never change. If it gets to this place, then I know we're going to be able to do this. And God said, then it's going to get the glory. That's why they don't like you. They don't want you around. If you were to be around some of them foul, slick jokers, I know that there will be some challenges in our marriage. Amen. Amen. On both sides. If I were to be around them slicksters and slickets, how did you got to get you a plan B? Do you tell Jim everything? Say it, Pastor. You got to have your secret stash. <coughs> My word tells me a house divided ain't gonna stand. And they set you up because they single or been married four or five different times. They gonna set you up to tear your house up. You make sure children come in and talk to you. You know I love you. Can't keep nobody. You know, I just want you to know, I want you to go through what I've been through. And so I just want you to, it's okay, it's okay. take out a policy on Jimmy. Just, just, just have this extra, just, just go ahead. He ain't got to know. Them snakes still slipping. And all those men sliding in the DM. You come up on your phone. Some of them knocking on your door. You know I love you. They meant it for evil. Yes. See, I got to talk to my husband because I know what we go through. Amen. They meant it for evil. But God is working it out. Amen. Yeah. Amen. He, he's going to, not just my husband. And so you can speak to your husband. At home, y'all live together. Let me tell you, when the prophetic is flowing, I want it for my house too. Amen. And, and yeah, I, I, we speak life into each other all the time. But sometimes in that moment when the prophetic is flowing, if don't nobody else get it, I want me and my house to get it. I pray that y'all get it. But we in the daytime where people pick and choose what they want to believe and receive. Oh, that ain't for me. Oh, now that ain't for me. I got to pray about that. God said you can stop praying because I done gave you the straight up answer. It is what it is. Amen. But that's my mom. But that's my sister. And they undelivered. And you taking direction from somebody that's unsaved right. and undelivered. And the blind is leading the blind. And what's going to happen, you're going to be right in that hole with them. And at the end, he said, every knee got to bow. And every tongue got to confess. And I believe that Joseph was seeing it in, 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 on one level. But then I believe that, that he was talking about God also. I believe that he was saying all the stores uh, Got to bow down. There's Jay Z, there's Beyonce, there's Oprah, there's all these big name people. Everybody got to bow down. So if I were you, I'd just get in a place without being exiled to understand why, why you don't fit in. Say, good. Take that time to sit in your good recliner. And then stop talking about what I told God all the time. Get in your good quiet place. Get in that truck, brother Stacey, and then shut it down. Shut the radio down. Shut everything down and hear. Uh-huh. He got y'all on the road, Brother Mitch and Sister Tiara. That's his time. Yeah. That's your island right there. And he said, get in a quiet place. And he said, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. He said, because I'm speaking to my children. 
And he said, I'm trying to give you some self-worth. Not pride. So you understand. You're no longer a victim, but a victor in Christ Jesus. And we bless God. It had to happen. Thank you, Lord. Say someone here and tell them you love them. We just say 